Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. That's right, miming all the way from Oregon, the dog guest father himself. What's up, brother? Not much, man. What is happening, 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 happening? See, here's the thing: when you mime me in the camera, okay, it's disrespectful. Okay, I don't, I don't appreciate it, and uh, I'll call you out quickly. And uh, now, the real. The real one, him. Josh. That's right. I think I'm just going to pick a fight with you all all, sh- all show, Josh. Is that okay? <laughs> it's because I'm fat. It is. <laughs> all the way from Wisconsin's. The guy. Chad, what's up, brother? What's happening, man? What's happening? What's diddly happening in the world? You made of... it back from Phoenix. I did. You uh, you, you filled your gullet full of the Whataburgers. What a boyga. You know, what a what a town Phoenix is, man. How do you go from 33 degrees and then, you know, 90? Like, how insane is that? It, I hate it. I hate it. I have to travel to Phoenix as well, and I hate it every time. It's a, it's a really weird adjustment. Like, I got, I left Wisconsin at 25 degrees. I land in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it was 77. And as the day got wore on, it ended up like 85 that day. Next day was 90. The day I left, it was 90. We're sitting on an airplane. Everybody's hot, sweating, like, damn, man, it's too hot here. Land in Milwaukee, 33 degrees. I'm like, holy shit. So I had to put my coat back on. I hate that, actually. It's kind of a it's kind of a tease, especially when you're getting like close to summer and you experience it for like a couple days, and then it's just gone. Mm-hmm. It's like it was never there. It's crazy. Well, seeing how we're on the trend, Josh, how's the weather where you're at? We haven't done a weather report to start I'm the show in quite a while. glad you asked. <laughs> Weather in the valley is a nice breezy 44 degrees, but Alexis says it feels like a nice 44 degrees. It's like today's high. It's a balmy nice 44. 56 degrees with a cold of 32. <laughs> Slightly showers. Be aware <laughs> because you might need your jacket. Also, stay inside because it might be freezing. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> also, just go ahead and stay inside. A uh, little tidbit. I don't know why this popped in my head uh, while you were talking, Chad, but. Uh, when you were moving, uh, and I flew out to, to, you know, give a little assistance, assistance. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I remember when I was book, we were booking the flight. I'm like, okay, so what, it wasn't even a question. You live in Wisconsin. I do. There's no doubt about it. There's no, you look outside. It's Wisconsin. If you want to take a look out my window, you can see it. I live in Wisconsin. Yeah, you can see it. I am fully aware that you live there. Move your camera to the window. There's a huge (laughs) sign, Wisconsin. (laughs) And then right underneath it says, see, I told you. You live right next to the actual Wisconsin sign that's at the border. No, it's in Um, the air. They just have it hung up in the sky. (laughs) It just floats around. (laughs) It just goes around a blimp. A huge blimp. Wisconsin. We told you. Go to the Mars Cheese Castle when you get a chance. So I love that place, by the way. So I uh, I know this about you. And when we're booking the flight, my question to you is so stupid. I'm just like, okay, so am I going to be flying into Midway or O'Hare in Chicago? 
And you're like, well, I, I mean, if you want to fly into, I mean, what, whatever you want, really. But, you know, I live in Wisconsin, so, I mean, you could fly into Milwaukee. It was not even a, a thought in my head that I could fly into Milwaukee. Like, wait, 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 hang on, why would you do that? Do you not know you're close to Chicago? Like, do you not know that? And then I get out there wearing all my Chicago gear because I'm pumped, right? Mm-hmm. And just to find out that everybody in Wisconsin hates Chicago. Dub bears. Except for people in Kenosha. You have to understand, Kenosha is close enough to the border where you have a 50-50. You have a lot of Brewers fans and Cubs fans. You have a lot of Packers fans mm-hmm. and Bears fans. And, and it's kind of weird. Wisconsin is one of those weird states. If you go a little further north, say you get closer to Minnesota, you're going to have a mixture of Vikings and Bears or uh, uh, Packers fans. There's Vikings and Bears on the border? <laughs> <laughs> the Why would we even worry about Russia? <laughs> yeah, you really should be worried about the borders of, of Milwaukee. Wisconsin, they're gonna, yep. they're gonna, they're gonna be met at the fucking border, not with <laughs> tanks, not with guns, but with fucking bears and Vikings. <laughs> bears and Vikings have been hanging It'll out be in the lake. Something your country has never seen before. <laughs> Ukraine needs more bears and Vikings. That's what it is. And you know, speaking of which, Josh, speaking of which, when we were in Arizona, we're talking about bears and Vikings. Now let's talk about burgers. We all know that Leland and I love Burger King, right? This is what Arizona has. Arizona has In-N-Out Burger, Whataburger, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, some local place called BJ's. It's like a, it's like an yeah, Applebee's, it. but it's a burger place. Uh, yep. There's so many choices out there. And Leland, he, he tells me, he's like... You know, so we have we have bears and Vikings and Packers out in this area. Well, they have burgers in Phoenix. And I have to ask you guys, of those big chains, we're talking Whataburger. We're talking Five Guys Burgers and Fries. We're talking In-N-Out. If you've had BJ's, I'll throw mm-hmm. them in there. But of those... It's been a while, but I have had a few. <laughs> Leland, Leland and I said best fast food burger is Burger King, right? Hands down, Burger King, yeah. Carl's Jr. They're probably yes, about, you know, right there, right? Mm-hmm. What about those bigger franchises like those guys? Which one do you guys prefer? So I had mentioned to you while you were there, the whole reason for this conversation was Shake Shack. Shake Shack. There you go. There's another one. I didn't even mention it. I I love Shake Shack. I just hate that it's from New York because I fucking hate everything from New York. Um, to include the people, by the way. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm in and out, I guess. in and out Burger? Josh, who you got, man? Who, yeah. If you had to choose a franchise of those kind of burgers, what would you give? Who, who would be your champion? Get this. Five Guys Burgers and Fries, easily the best of the chains you just named. And let me tell you why. Yeah, they grind the meat up in-house, okay? And then you, you have a Subway-style order menu for this fresh burger they're going to make you. And the only reason why you wouldn't like Five Guys Burgers and Fries better is if you like a faker taste. Because everything you're going to get from Five Guys is naturally cut to perfection. I'm talking 100% beef. I'm talking 100% flavor. What's that smell? That's not cologne. That's Five Guys Burgers and Fries success. It's not even what The Rock is cooking. The Rock's not even there. The only reason you wouldn't like Five Guys is because you're into females. Disclaimer. If you're allergic to peanuts, don't step foot in the door. You'll die. <laughs> that, you're fine. Look, look, there was a you reason know, for this. People that are allergic to peanuts, I don't like them anyway. Yeah. How, how are you allergic? Two, thing, two things I don't understand, especially when people go to jail, the fuckers. How is it you're allergic to peanuts all of a sudden, strawberries, and you're gluten-free the minute you walk into jail? What the fuck is going on here? Got to have a better meal the, in jail, man. The gluten-free. 
Fucking pieces of shit. They're like, oh my god, that heroin was totally gluten-free. I was cranking in my arm and behind the Safeway. But I have to have <laughs> no bread on my diet. I'm sorry. Oh my god, is this not 100% whole wheat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. While you're in jail. Oh my god, you would think that this big major facility would have better food. Fuck. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Taj Mahal, exactly. my ass. Listen, there was a reason for this, guys. I am a big fan of Burger Baron. Back in Canyon City, fucking Colorado, where I grew up in Fremont <sighs> County. Big Burger World. May God big rest its soul. Big Burger World is still standing tall among among the, is, the yeah. burger franchises. But I loved Burger Baron. I loved how you could just pull up to the window, order your little meal, go around to the other side. That shit was almost pretty much ready to go as soon as you got there. You paid for it's your a shit. Good place. And then you could sit outside and eat it like a Big Burger World. But Burger Baron was the shit. I think... Of all the burger joints I've ever been to, Burger Baron is my number one. Number two would have to be either Five Guys or In-N-Out. But Five Guys, man, that burger, as soon as you bite into that burger at Five Guys, you just know you've made the right choice. You immediately make... That's a good one, yeah. The, the thought in your mind immediately is like, yep, I know I went to the right restaurant today. I don't get that at Whataburger. I don't really get that too much at In-N-Out, and I, and I don't get that at Shake Shack. But every time I eat at Five Guys, I'm like, yeah. yep, best decision of the day right here. Cajun fries. Mm. Mm. I don't disagree with you guys. I, I just, I have a lot of travel in my life and, you know, I can go to, I'm privileged. Okay. Let me put that out there. I'm privileged. Uh, my company doesn't put a whole lot of restrictions on me when I'm traveling. So, you know, I can pretty much eat wherever I want. And there's more, you know, there's times I'm just like, screw it. I, I want a Whopper. And that's, um, that's always my go-to. I love the Whoppers. Oh yeah. I love me some Whoppers. But, you know, the definition of the word but is to discount everything we just said. So I don't want to use the word but. Okay. A little grammar lesson for those TBR folks out there. However is a better transition word than but. Ring of Honor has been purchased. They have a new owner. They have new life, maybe. They have a whole new take on life. Okay. Ring of Honor is back. And I got to tell you, when I heard this news, when Tony Khan got in front of the TVs. Actually, you broke the news before Tony Khan did there, Chadwick. Uh, he gets on the TV. He breaks the news. He just purchased Ring of Honor. He looked like like a, like a 12-year-old kid, by the way. Very excited. He must have thanked the fans for being there at least five times in that talk. Uh, so he seemed super nervous, for sure. Like He seemed like he'd never had a microphone Very in nervous. his hand. Like, that was crazy. Very nervous. And I've seen him at after very shows. Nervous, yeah. He'll come out after at the end of Dynamite or at the end of Rampage and talk. Usually very, very like relaxed. That was the most nervous I've ever seen Tony. That was crazy. Well, he should be nervous because he just bought a dying promotion that he thinks he just won the lottery. Um, it's that catalog. I went back and forth. I've been I've been back and forth on this all week. Where do you guys stand on the record? Ring of Honor being purchased by AEW. Well, first of all, let me just say that our, uh, our 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 little meeting that we're having, I love what Facebook has finally done with this app. I can always see you guys now. We're not all jumbled together. I fucking love this, by the way. I'm just throwing a shout out at the new Facebook Messenger uh, video call that I can actually see you guys while we're doing God this bless. shit. Second of all, <clears throat> I really hope they dissolve Ring of Honor. Now, we're already starting to see the talent come through. Uh, Rowan Redbeard or whatever the Eric Redbeard, whatever. All right, we're already starting to yeah. see the ROH yeah. talent coming through, but nonetheless, outside of that, we all just want the Briscoes. Exactly. I want to see the talent come through the doors. I want to see a dynamite rampage. Maybe this wouldn't hurt to add an extra hour, 
But I'm reading immediately. They're already like, no, ROH is going to be their developmental program. It's going to be the new NXT, Mm -hmm. but AEW style. And I was like, no, man, (laughs) dissolve that shit. If you want the catalog, get the catalog. Use that catalog as a reason to put this shit on HBO Max, which is what I thought they were trying to do. I thought the ROH purchase was a gateway to HBO Max, but he never said a word about that. And that well, no, was, because they're they're in negotiations right now. That that is that, that was is leaked. Sure coming. It's leaked. So there is definitely been dialogue between Tony Khan and HBO about having streaming rights on their platform. So we know that's happening, but he didn't say a word. So it's like. Okay, was the ROH purchase really for the gateway to get into HBO Max, to have that huge catalog, to get that nostalgia, to get guys like Brian Danielson, who were like 18 years old, starting out in the wrestling business? You get to see an 18-year-old, you know, Brian Danielson. Like, that's huge. A 17-year-old CM Punk, a fucking fresh-faced Kevin Owens. Like, that's huge. You're going to get WWE guys on your streaming platform before they were done. Like, that's huge. Okay, so I was a, I was on board with that. But I didn't hear HBO Max, so now I'm like, okay, so is ROH going to be this NXT? And then I thought about that further, and I was like, do they need that with fucking Dark, Dark Elevation, uh, Rampage? Like, they got all this shit, so I'm like, isn't this just one extra thing that it's like, is it necessary? Like, so I don't know. I don't know what this purchase is going to do. I would like to hear from Nostradamus, though, because I feel like he already has an idea. It's really going to be vital for AEW what they do in the next upcoming months while they take full control over all these contracts because to add to our point from the previous weeks with Shane McMahon on the loose mm-hmm. this buyout of ROH could be worse for them than they even think because now what you're going to see is the wrestling fans are going to make a correlation of what WWE was doing what buying yeah. out every wrestling promotion all the correct? territories yep that's what made those diehard wrestling fans kind of hate them because they're like, fuck, they're going to get full control over everybody. And then, just like when WWE is first starting, everyone kind of feels like they have like their own kind of creative control. WWE is kind of going on. But then once they get hold of everybody, there's nowhere you can go, right? So that's going to give the perception to the wrestling fans. They're going to get that little inkling of, oh, shit, this is another WWE on our hands where we think... This is where everyone's is going to be the promised land, but really, they're taking over the entire industry, right? So it's going to really depend on what they do in these next coming months on how they treat the talent. Because if you have the exact same thing happen when WWE took over WCW and you only bring over the bottom of the bottom card people besides like a, a few stars here and there, and they're not getting the top talent from that show, it's going to be the same song and dance. Then... On to make it even worse for them, if Shane does show up in the midst of them not handling this takeover well, that could be the collapse of the company. What I do think should happen is this, though. With them taking over ROH, they should now shut down Rampage, and they should make ROH as their second show. That could be their Raw to their, their SmackDown. That way you can you can keep focus on all your AEW guys and keep them on one night. And then you can take your ROH guys and keep them on one night and have an interchange of like a draft. Like how when when you had Raw and SmackDown back in the day when they had the actual draft, that's what you could do. Who's going to ROH? Who's staying on AEW? That's what you could do. Intertwine it that way, and I feel like that's their best way to prosper from this take. I, I don't disagree with you. There's a couple points I wrote down <clears throat> when uh, when this was – when I just did a little research here. First of all, they, uh, Tony Khan was smart about this. All the all the contracts expired on March first, 
for Ring of Honor, all the current contracts. So when he bought the company, he didn't buy any contracts. So that was smart on his behalf. Second of all, rumors are saying that this was this purchase was 30 to 30 to 40 million dollars. What the hell are you getting for 30 to 40 million dollars? If that's true, if that and I don't know, I don't know 100%. Yeah, we did, Chad. Early didn't we early discuss reports. This? Like it's not even worth that much, right? Yeah, no. 149,000, right? Wasn't it? It was, it was like a super low number, like 000. Like we discussed yeah. that we could all three sell our homes and buy that shit, like and the talent included. Exactly. Which tells you so that the, the early numbers are saying thirty to forty million dollars, totally not worth that. What are you really getting for that? You're not buying a territory, you're buying you're buying a library. You're not even buying contracts. So you're buying a library is all you're doing. This may be the one purchase that uh, Tony Khan has fanboyed out and made. This may be the dumbest purchase he's made because what are you really buying? If that if that tag is really true, if that thirty to forty million dollars is true. Complete waste of money. Dad's going to start pulling back the reins. You know, yep. it's just, it's just, it's smart. It's, it's dumb business. The only thing um, is you can't I don't, discredit him yet because you don't know what that buyout included. Because I we, don't know what it turns into. Correct. And we don't know that's, if that's the actual I don't, I, price point. The either, one right? thing I don't agree with you on though, Josh, is, is dissolving Rampage. Rampage can zip, condensed down into a one hour program is awesome. I really like it. I think it's a nice little wrestling shot in the arm to get me into the weekend. Uh, the same way I look at SmackDown, SmackDown's a great wrestling shot in the arm or wrestling entertainment shot in the arm before I get into the weekend. Um, kind of ties me over, right, to get to that next uh, that next dynamite. I have never been a Ring of Honor fan, and I'll go. On, I'll go. I'm on record saying it. I have never been a Ring of Honor fan. Me have neither. there been matches I've went on there and watched and went back on YouTube and looked for uh, and watched? Yeah, absolutely, there has been, but it's all been. Um, it's all been all been after the fact is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched some CM Punk stuff, some Samoa Joe stuff, uh, Kevin Owens, like you mentioned. I did that after the fact because I want to see. Oh shit! I want to see their development. It's never been following them on a weekly a weekly process because, first of all, Ring of Honor has been hard as shit to find for the last five years. So how do they have a fan base? I don't know. I think their fan base is simply indie wrestlers. Um, that have some weird nostalgia to it. You know, and at that time, when ROH started, they had a, a couple independent scenes kind of starting up at the time. You had Chikara, which had Eddie Kingston and Cesaro as their their main guys. Then you had ROH Ooh. starting up, which had um, uh, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I mean, they had, a, they had a pretty loaded... Kevin Owens, like, they had a really... Like we didn't know it at the time, but they had a pretty good card, which later on we found out yeah. that ROH yeah, had a really good card at the time. Like it's it's hard to believe Kenny Omega was on this card, while Chikara had Kingston and Cesaro. And though I like both of those guys, it didn't really have that uh, Chikara wrestling didn't really have that 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 style of wrestling that you got in ROH. So I can see where. Tony Khan was pretty excited about buying out ROH versus Chikara because Chikara is two guys. You know, that's the only thing that it, two guys is the only thing that Chikara can ever look back at Cesaro and Kingston uh, and Cesaro. I don't even know if he's ever going to be on the, on an AAW roster. I, fuck if at this point, if you got Eric Redbeard showing up you might as well fucking throw Cesaro in there too. Um, because you know, it, it feels like every wrestler that isn't under a WWE contract is showing up in AEW these days. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is, is that I, I, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of ROH, but at, at its time, 
it developed a lot of good wrestling. That fucking catalog, brother, is huge. Huge. Mm -hmm. I, like I told you, I feel like nostalgia sells here. So you can't buy out something like Chikara with two guys. You need a loaded card that had a lot of old, like a, a lot of current big-name wrestlers who were just starting out back then that people can have those old matches and nostalgia. Throw that shit on HBO Max. Add another hour to Rampage. Forget about that NXT shit. Uh, just, just keep. I, I keep saying this week after week. AEW just needs to stay the course. Just stay the course. You know, I, 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 I think this purchase is great. I agree with Josh. I think it still can be, and I also agree with you. If he paid thirty million dollars for this shit, why? Like, just so you could have a catalog. The catalog was worth three hundred thousand dollars. That's it. That's all I needed to buy. Unless he got in a bidding war or some shit like that, he didn't need to go mm -hmm. that far. But I think having that catalog of old pay-per-views, especially All In, which was a precursor to AEW's All Out, that's huge. Throw that shit on, on HBO Max. HBO is going to prosper with that. More fans are going to be able to watch these pay-per-view now because HBO Max is affordable. We're not paying 50 fucking dollars per pay-per-view. It's huge, brother. Like I really hope that's the direction they go in. If ROH becomes a developmental like NXT... And not what Josh says it is, where you have the, you know, you can go back and forth and do these, uh, uh, you know, these these once a year fucking things like WWE does where it's a draft. Then yeah. I might be disappointed with the draft. I might be disappointed with that because ROH, in my mind, is always going to stand out as the lesser. And so it needs to be a developmental, not something they can trade. I could be wrong. Josh is usually like, yeah, this has happened. I'm like, how the fuck is that going to work? And then it happens, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I didn't wait for this to develop. Excuse me, microphone. I'm getting a little excited <laughs> here. I needed to wait to watch. Josh, Smacking you never. your microphone around like it didn't cook you dinner. Josh, you never talk about how we get to that road. You talk about already being at the end of that road. I'm curious, man. How do you see the be the, the beginning, middle, and end for ROH and AEW? Like I want to, I want to see the big picture because right now I'm like the catalog's all you need. How would that work for like you know drafts and all that? Okay, so, well to back it up just for a quick second, the reason why this is such a big deal for their library, if we go back in years past and listen to one of the biggest things that a that WWE has on AEW is a library of all these old matches that people can go back and find. And we said AEW doesn't have that. So WWE will always have that on them. Now what they've done is bought the company that really WWE has never been able to get their hands on because they've had almost every huge star that's ever came out of ROH has literally came to the WWE, about 90% of them. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. WWE to have that library would be huge for them. But who else would it be even bigger for? AEW because they don't have a library now to go back to your, your your comment of why you don't think it's smart to shut down Rampage because it's only an hour long why is WWE so oversaturated because they have so many shows with so much length so yes as that show is only an hour now do you think you would still enjoy that hour of wrestling when you have Dynamite you have all the dark shows you have Rampage and now you're going to throw in another probable a probable one to two hour show more for ROH. No, I don't. I don't want another show called Ring of Honor. I actually like the developmental idea, and I like the catalog. I don't want another show. What they could do is shift gears and move Dynamite to Monday to finally get mm -hmm. your war. Move ROH to Battle NXT, 
And then on that same aspect, then you keep Rampage going on Friday nights, but you're going to have to shut down your darks. You're just going to have to do it. Right. I don't disagree. Yeah, they would have to. It's just yeah, too much. But I think if you focused on those three and have, okay, you have NXT because you have WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown, and then you have NXT. It's kind of its own brand. So if you were to do yeah. AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and ROH, and then you could have not only a library of wrestlers, you could also have AEW shove it in the face of WWE and say, no, this is how you actually do creative. And we're going to do it on air to show you that we do it. So the future will the future will tell us exactly where this is going to go and if this was a good buyout. Um, Eric Bischoff made a comment earlier in the week that AEW is missing that larger than life star. Um, in a in a in a, a report in a in an interview he did that AEW needs that larger than life star. And I think what he's referring to is they need that Ric Flair, they need the Hogan, they need the uh, John Cena, the Rock, Stone Cold. They need somebody like that. They don't have anybody like that. They may be developing that person. There's a lot of conversation between our techs that they may de be developing that person with an MJF, um, but they're not there yet. So when I look at a Ring of Honor purchase, that's the first question I ask is, does it bring them exactly what they need? And I, st I just don't see it. I still don't see the big name there. I still think we're a few years away. The biggest name in ROH was Dan Housen. He's on AEW. But in you know what's crazy yep. about that? <clears throat> I was watching old Dan Housen matches in ROH. He looked like a big star in ROH. You intermix him with the, the talent in AEW's card, he looks like a mid-carder now. He's a mid-carder now. Like, yeah. like, I had this idea in my head that he was going to show up and just, like, fucking take a... No, he's a fucking mid-carder now. Like, I am so disappointed in my own brain that I thought that fucking Danhausen was going to come into AEW and start running the house. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking that that was going to happen? And you know what? A lot of us fans did that. A lot of us did. A lot of us were like, yep, Danhausen's going to run that shit. No, he won't. And he's not even close. So... You're right. ROH doesn't have <laughs> anybody. They, they have one person though. They have the right Briscoes. They just, they just. Well, they have one person they just signed. Didn't come from Ring of Honor. In Keith Lee. Oh. And every time I see Keith Lee, I'm impressed. He every reminds me. He reminds me so much of Batista, dude. Like when I watch him fucking wrestle, I don't yes, see Keith Lee. Yes. I see Batista. That fucking power bomb is so Batista. When he comes out. And that's where I think they need to change him a little bit. And somebody needs to, maybe a Kenny Omega pulls him to the side and talks to him, is let's drop the neon colors. Let's go with straight black. Okay? Straight black or straight white. Whatever the color needs to, color scheme needs to be. Let's bring him out in some pyro. And let's make him mean. I think that's what he needs. He, he, need, he either needs to be mean like Stone Cold or needs to be a smart ass like, like The Rock. But this cool hand Luke gimmick that he has going on is got him to where he's at now but i think next level he needs to step it up and if he does that they may have their larger than life star did right you watch, in front of him i think it takes rampage? a year to get there did you watch that match at rampage did, yeah. his opening yep. obviously he did you know the fans were doing the, oh like i love yeah, he that. like stops the guy yeah, yeah. i love that mm -hmm. but as soon as the bell ring i'm seeing batista in that fucking ring now that he did so Same. many classic batista things like when they were doing like bouncing off the rope you know Batista when he would when he was you know the animal, 
That was his thing, man. Like a dude would bounce off the rope and Batista would fucking shoulder so that, him and knock their asses exact, over. That's exactly what I'm saying is Batista was just a normal big guy in the ring if he doesn't have his intro. And here's the thing. His not, intro was so tailor-made to him that it got him yeah, over. Yeah, the machine gun he even thing got to the ring. he did, dude. It was the so fucking, good. And he slaps the leg and then it it's was the so good. pyro's going off. Now, I yeah. used to give Josh a lot of shit about Batista because he's a huge Batista sure. fan. And, and and because he's a mark for yeah. Batista, we <laughs> naturally wanted to give him shit about it. But Exactly, yeah. But when I watch Keith Lee, I didn't know how much I miss Batista when I watch Keith Lee. When I'm watching Keith Lee yeah. in the ring, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, fuck, Batista was so goddamn good. Like, then you watch, mm-hmm. like, Keith Lee made me realize how good Batista is because I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Keith Lee. Their wrestling style, how they do things in the ring, their power bombs, everything that they do is like almost a mirror image. The only thing that's different about Batista and Keith Lee is Keith Lee's got that bigger, the bigger, you know, the, he's a bigger guy than Batista. Batista yeah. was cut. He is, yeah. Yeah, Broad. so that, when you look at or the two guys, they don't build. look the same. Yeah, yeah. You, you look at him, you don't see the same guy, but when you watch them wrestle, you could swear like, which who's who? Who's fucking who? Like, he's got such a Batista style in the ring. So that's a good thing. So AEW has a Batista-like character that they should try to develop, like you said, to be a little bit darker. Not to well, be Batista, but just, something like if that. If they just tweak this a little bit, they may have that. Those they may have two stars. They may have the next Ric Flair in MJF, and they may have the next Batista-like mm-hmm. in, in Keith Lee. So I think they have it there. It's just, did Ring of Honor purchase do anything to help that and i i don't think the answer is in my opinion the answer is no uh i think the catalog is where it's at but it remains to be seen let's see what happens with this thing did you want to jump in on the batista talk at all or just sit there and shake your head josh if not we'll move on listen listen <laughs> lee is one of my favorite current wrestlers and he has been for a while i've said it on the air multiple yeah times. yep and wwe dropped the ball of him so hard but to add to your point, I have also felt the entire time he needs to change his entrance. Because, yeah. just like you said, Batista got you so fucking amped when he came out. Mm-hmm. Batista arguably has one of the best entrances of all, all time, too. And I know I'm a Batista mark, but sit back. No, I agree with that. But just sit back for a quick second. Out of all the big dudes, you had Goldberg. They got the knock. Bam, 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 bam. He walks out and he walks through the freaking things, right? Memorable, right? You have... You have Batista walk out, and he walks out, and everyone's fucking losing his shit. And then he, like you said, slaps his knee, drops it down, does the machine gun, and then, boom, blows up in the back. And then as he's walking in, people are like, there, fucking amps you up. And then when you get in the ring, and your wrestling style is that of Keith Lee and Dave Batista, and that style where they just fucking destroy you they're they're such yeah, a believable they're big they just man. fucking run you over man here's the only problem about the character change that you're looking for i think right now he can't make that drastic of a change to go full bad guy he can't change it to the the, the all black because what that will do think about this style no i'm not talking you, bad guy i'm talking character heel right but if 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 you end up switching to that you're moving to mark henry you're you're moving the character from Batista to Mark, Mark Henry Mark was Henry. a heel, but hear me no, out. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying likable heel. I'm saying somebody like a Stone Cold, somebody like a Rock. He, yeah, he needs to get the persona of best in the world, and I don't mean like a MJF or like a like a like a CM, CM Punk. Punk. What he needs to do is walk out and be like, 
I am the best in the world. I'm the biggest motherfucker here. And you're going to have to beat yeah. me. And then when he walks out, have some fireworks behind him as he walks out, as he amps the crowd. And it's like, I'm here. You want to wrestle me? Boom. And he already has and something. walks out. Don't you guys notice? He, he, he does this. He puts his hand up to stop everybody. And he does this. Like he could totally stand right yeah. at the top ramp. And he could just stand there and just go like this. And boom, like the fucking place. Yeah, just exactly. He has, about that. he has it. Exactly, Chad. If he walks out, throws his hand up, pauses it for a quick second, gets the fucking crowd just to like either quiet down or just just go nuts. Like here it comes. And yeah. he goes, boom. And the whole fucking crowd would go ape shit. He has it, lose man. their mind. He already he has, has it. He already has that set up for it. Mm-hmm. He just they're just this far off. And then yeah, AEW just, can tweak yep. it just just drastically because his character is not far off. He, he you, you can't change the character Ooh. too drastic, especially this early in a in a brand change. He can't come over with his with his crowd from WWE and completely character shift. But I think if if like like like, like what you're saying, if he, he comes to a likable character, which he already is, but he needs to add a little more flair to it. He needs to come out with a little more pizzazz and draw. I don't know if he should fully drop the in the ring, but I think he should amp it up. In fact, he's moving his something. stuff too slow. He needs to come out with more sarcasm. He's, no, I got something. Yeah, exactly. I think I know what Josh is getting at. I think his character is still too tweaked to WWE's fucking little kid, 13 year old yeah. shit. He's still playing that type of yeah. WWE. Bring it. He's not, he's not playing the character up to AEW yet. I think he's still trying to figure that out. Like how can I incorporate my Keith Lee character, the bask in his glory version, which by the way, he doesn't have to stop doing. He could very well come out and still do this, like where he comes out to the crowd and he and he's asking the crowd to say, bask in my glory. And then everybody's chanting it. And then he just puts his hand up and says, stop. That's enough. Boom! Boom! Like that. And then he just fucking walks out to the ring and he's got them all amped up and he's all business now. Like he gets in that ring and he wrestles like Batista. Now you got a big star. Now you got something. He needs to make the shift from PG to PG-13. We need to get the yeah, character yeah. shift from the PG Keith Lee, which is what we're in, move him to the PG-13 era, and that's the Keith Lee we need. You don't need to drastically change him. You don't need to do all this different stuff. You could even keep most of it the same. Yeah, just you just it. need to give a just tweak it just slightly. Add a little more flavor. It's almost like we just he just needs to turn the volume up. Just that's turn just exactly, a tiny just bit. turn the volume up. Go from you're on Nickelodeon to now you're at Nick at Night, baby. I'm talking George yeah. Lopez. I'm talking you're throwing the fireworks in, in the back. Because exactly, he could still come out exactly the same. The, he comes out because think about it. Think about how good his current walkout would go with a "I'm the best in the world" persona. He walks out and everyone's like, "Oh shit, you're the best!" And then he stops him. Fireworks, boom! In the back, he walks down and does the same thing in the ring. And when he knocks off a power bomb, you think the crowd's going to go, "Not believable." There's no way that 450 pound, six foot five mans could pull that off. No way. He walks out with the best in the man persona, best in the world, and it will be so believable. He has the potential and the skill set to be the best mm-hmm. big man in AEW mm-hmm. for a while, for a long time. There's no one in AEW currently that's a big man that mm-hmm. could compete with Keith Lee if you tweak him slightly. He's the best big man they've got, and they don't even know it yet. Like, it's not Luchasaurus. Not even it's, close. It's definitely not Wardlow. And I like me some Wardlow these days because Wardlow is playing that character to that 
tempo that we're talking about for Keith Lee. However, the problem with Wardlow is it's not believable yet. Keith Lee, I feel like, can be very believable yeah. because it's his wrestling style in the ring. Mm -hmm. Yes, we already have Wardlow in there doing these power bombs, and it's the it's the symphony of power bombs. Wait until you get fucking Keith Lee in the ring doing that kind of shit. Like then it's if you had a Wardlow versus Keith Lee match where it's power bomb versus spirit bomb or whatever you want to call it, and I see Keith Lee take Wardlow and fucking throw him down, and Keith Lee does that same shit like Batista where he falls on his back and gets back up again, like I'm gonna be like I'd rather watch Keith Lee do that all fucking day long than Wardlow now because the way Keith Lee does his power bomb compared to the way that Wardlow does it, it's just way yeah. more believable. When fast Keith Lee picked that up that big husky angle. dude, boom! Bro, fast forward that whole character angle. Okay, give MJF the belt, whatever direction that leads to, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you have Keith Lee, and you have Warlow, and he powers through Warlow. Have him almost squash mash him. Not fully squash mash him, but have him like, just you beat the shit Dominate out of him. him. Yeah. Exactly. And then who's he going to come for? The belt. MJF needs to go like, if he can stop me, how the hell are you going to stop me? Yeah. And then he gets the belt. That's yeah, how you can your bodyguard. Rise. Yeah, that's how you could rise Keith Lee to the top. And I know I'm an advocate for do not put the belt on the fucking person who just comes over. But I think with Keith Lee, you have a, a potential right now, early, and they need yeah, to act quick. Yeah. You have an opportunity quick that if you tweak him slightly, you could have him take on Warlow, give MJF F the belt. He takes the, takes the belt within a year's time. And I think that's a good angle for him. I think that's a good direction. I, and then if, the thing about it, that's not going to disrupt any angle of anything. Because Keith Lee is a suitable champion to carry that belt for the company. Yeah. And I don't want to beat well, Keith Lee to of, death, but... Out, sorry, Leland. I don't, don't want to beat to death, but... Yeah. He's just so... He's just so good. Like, it, he is just too good, man. Like, like I said, and, and I've said this once already, when I watched him wrestle on Rampage today, essentially, uh, I looked at him like, listen, you, you don't have to be the next Batista, but you have the it factor that Batista has in the ring. If there's one thing that Batista does really well in the ring is that he could sell every fucking move. He might have looked goofy when he was running off the ropes, but when he committed to that goddamn move, you it looked real. I thought when Batista was running dudes over, it looked real. That's the only thing that I hated about Hook the uh, last Friday was that when all those guys come running after Hook, it looked too fucking campy. It looked too fake, and a lot of fans didn't really get behind that. And I know I was like pushing Hook, like, oh, Hook could be their next guy. But it looked like Hook just ran through all those dudes. How the hell is that believable? But when I watched Keith Lee do it on Rampage, I was like, okay, that's like more I've fucking believable said, than Hook. That's like it. I've always said. It's a size thing. Although, you'd be like, oh, you know, Rey Mysterio's a great wrestler. No one could take that away from him, correct? No. Correct. But do you see in an actual match Rey Mysterio taking down Keith Lee ever in the history of anything? Keith Lee no. would fucking Not rip him limb the legs. limb. Exactly. So, yeah. unfortunately... Hook needs to gain some weight or some bulk because well, he needs to he gain some great sympathy. wrestler. You need to, you need to kick his ass. You need to get some sympathy and kick his ass. Yeah. But right now. It's too dominant. Hook is, Hook, no. yeah. Hook, Hook needs to be right where he's at and they need to keep settling him when he moves over to dynamite and, and with all due respect, main roster, then he can start uh, getting that sympathy, getting the crowd behind him. And now you have another homegrown baby face, just like right. you have a man page, but Keith Lee has it right now. Right now. It's already there. Keith Lee does Quick have it right now. And what I was going to say earlier is if you look at uh, outside of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, Keith Lee is the most dominant and the most believable big man in the business, period. Not just AEW, but, in the business. 
Fuck Eric Bischoff, though. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck Eric Bischoff, first of all, okay? I That that was some clickbait. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. That dude thinks that he it could was, own yeah. an NFL football team, and he could get every name that the NFL has and put him on a football team and assume that football team's going to win. That was the mentality he had in WCW, and you've seen what happened there. He gathered all the big-name talent he possibly could, saturated the hell out of them on our television screen, and it went away. So for him to say mm-hmm. that shit, like... I was. I told you guys. I was like, developmental is the way to go. But if 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 Bischoff wants to go that route, there's a guy sitting on your roster right fucking now who's ready to go for the push. And I know we said, Josh, you're right. We don't like seeing WWE guys first come over and go right to the belt. We want to see some development, like they're doing with Adam Cole. I agree with what they're doing with Adam Cole. If you want to push Adam Cole to the belt, that's fine. The way you did it was great. He better fucking lose though. It's got to be MJF. It has to be MJF and Hangman Page. It has to be. It just fucking has to be. Yeah. But Keith Lee should be that next guy. If you want to push the next guy, give him that push. MJF isn't going to run through Keith Lee. MJF isn't. MJF can cheat his ass no. off. Do everything you want. Yeah. Use that dynamite fucking diamond ring and punch him right in the fucking skull. I want to see Keith Lee get up, bleed all over, and still powerbomb his ass into the fucking ring, into the ground, into the dirt. I want him to see him put a yeah. fucking crater into the ground. And then hold up that fucking title when he's done and boom the entire... Uh, that's what I want to see. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But I think I think as far as I'm concerned, it's there. It's ready to go. AEW just needs to capitalize. Clearly, we are all sold on Keith Lee. No better way to finish this show. Whether you heal, whether you're babyface, you do you. Production.